WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A report on the possible replacement of the Berrien County Juvenile Center has been presented to the Berrien County Board of Commissioners, and it shows a new center won't be cheap. Berrien County Administrator Brian DeSette tells us Whiteman compiled the report, finding the cost could run from $57 million to $92 million. He says commissioners have some things to consider. What I've asked them to do is spend the, uh, the, the coming days, coming weeks, going through the, the study, coming up with what, if any, questions they have about the study. And then we will work with the outside consultants to get all of those questions answered. The Juvenile Center was built in 1974, and DeSette says it's showing its age. Also, its capacity doesn't meet current needs. One idea outlined in the Whiteman Report is moving the center to property near the Berrien County Health Department. It also envisions the jail near that same location. DeSette says that's all for commissioners to discuss. These are big numbers. They're really, really big projects, but it's also it's an exciting time as it allows staff to really think about what is the ideal level of, of service, what's the ideal layout of structures. DeSette notes the jail has issues similar to a juvenile center. We'll have links to the Whiteman study at our website. There will be no Ironman Steelhead Triathlon in Benton Harbor next year, and no further Ironman competitions here for the foreseeable future. WSJM's Ken Lundberg has more. Ironman race organizers and the race's major sponsor both confirmed that after 20 years, the event has been reevaluated and pulled. A statement was posted on the Ironman race site saying, after thoughtful consideration and evaluation, we have made the decision to discontinue the Ironman Steelhead Triathlon. We are grateful to Benton Harbor and the City of St. Joseph for hosting us and would like to thank our sponsors and partners for their support. Title sponsor Maytag has headlined the event since 2015. Parent company Whirlpool Corporation said, We were informed by the Ironman organization that they've decided to discontinue the event. The organization cited unpredictable weather as the reason for discontinuing the race. Since the race's inception in 2003, Whirlpool Maytag has been synonymous with the event. The company's statement said the event was a highlight of the summer season and we are appreciative to have been a part of it. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News. Taylor Rental Party Plus is being sold. The business has announced that it will be sold to Michiana Rental on August 21st. After 47 years in business on M139 in Benton Township, Jim and Lois Ashbrook of Bridgman are selling their business and retiring. The new owners are Danielle and Aaron Tizer of Edwardsburg, who run three other locations of their business, Michiana Retail in southwest Michigan and northern Indiana. The Tizer family will start operating the Benton Harbor location effective Monday, August 21st. The new store will not be affiliated with Taylor Rental True Value. A Taylor owner, Lois Ashbrook, says that she and Jim Ashbrook are excited to see Michiana Retail prosper and grow in the experienced hands of the Tizers. Taylor Rental opened in April of 1976. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services has released its 2023 update to the Eat Safe Fish Guide, which provides guidelines for eating locally caught fish. Department toxicologist Brandon Reed tells us due to chemicals in state waters, it's important to know which fish are safe to eat and how much one should eat. The guide covers the different contaminants and in which water ways they can be found. They include mercury, which is probably the most common one people know about. There's also chemicals called PCBs and dioxins, highly persistent contaminants, and then PFAS, and in particular, a chemical called PFOS, or perfluorooctane sulfonate. Some fish are safer to eat than others. Fish like carp and catfish that feed near the bottom of lakes and rivers tend to have higher levels of chemicals because the bottom of those lakes and rivers, the sediment, is where a lot of chemicals store up. 
Larger fish are also a bigger problem. Of course, Reed notes, PFOS is now showing up in smaller fish that normally would not be much of a concern. A new recommendation this year concerns smelt caught in Lake Michigan, which are showing that PFOS. The state only recommends one serving per month. You can find all the information in the guide, which also covers the serving sizes recommended for different body weights. We have a link to it at our website. All 16 defendants in the Michigan false elector case have now been arraigned. The 16 were charged last month with a variety of crimes for signing documents stating they were legitimate electors representing Michigan in the 2020 presidential election. The Michigan Attorney General's office says it was part of a scheme to undo the results and keep Donald Trump in office. Among those charged is 81-year-old Rose Rook of Pawpaw. She's the former chair of the Van Buren County Republican Party. She was arraigned August 8th and is scheduled to next appear for a probable cause conference August 18th and a preliminary exam August 24th. Each defendant is charged with eight counts that include forgery, uttering and publishing, and election law forgery. The most serious charges carry a penalty of up to 14 years in prison. All 16 of the defendants have pleaded not guilty. A Niles man is facing charges after crashing his car into a house in Cass County's Milton Township today. Cass County Sheriff's Department says deputies were called to a home near the intersection of Redfield and Ironwood about 3.15 a.m. The driver of the vehicle had already fled, but he was later caught and identified as a 23-year-old man from Niles. He was arrested on several charges and is now in the Cass County Jail. Police believe alcohol was a factor in the crash. And Everything Blueberry is being celebrated this weekend with the National Blueberry Festival in South Haven. It's the 60th year for the event. South Haven Convention and Visitors Bureau Digital Media Manager Trenton Bullet says music is a key attraction for many. This year, the music selection is really killer. Last night, we had Shred is Dead here, Marcus Resnick, who's played with members of Umphreys McGee and the Trey Anastasio band. So they were, we were just being led through the evening with jams of Grateful Dead and a ton of great music. He says that there's something for all ages. Vertical Edge is sponsoring the... Uh, kids carnival down there so there's a lot of great toys for kids to take advantage of saturday and sunday we have pancake breakfasts under the pavilion so that's always a great time for families to come together see neighbors that you might not have seen in a while and just come together as a community over breakfast the national blueberry festival runs through sunday wsjm news now continues with your bloomberg report WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. 55 people are now confirmed dead on Maui from this week's wildfires and fears of many more who died when flames raced through on Tuesday. Efforts are underway for survivors. ABC's Alex Stone has more. There are many stranded families who cannot get to their homes who are living out of their cars at roadblocks and along streets in Maui, waiting to be able to check on their homes or to get to a safe shelter. Maui County has now brought in a gas truck and is providing gas to those who need it on the road. Gas stations are closed or burned and gone. Food, water, supplies, and some baby products are being given out at a hotel. And now a FEMA team and task force from Nevada have arrived with cadaver dogs to begin searching for more human remains. Alex Stone, EBC News. Hawaii emergency management records show no indication. Warning sirens were sounded before people ran for their lives from wildfires on Maui that killed at least 55. Instead, officials sent alerts to mobile phones, televisions, and radio stations. But widespread power and cellular outages may have limited their reach. Hawaii boasts what the state describes as the largest integrated outdoor all-hazard public safety warning system in the world. But many of the survivors said in interviews today they didn't hear any sirens or receive a warning that gave them enough time to prepare. 
Meanwhile, Governor Josh Green says that residents will be allowed to return home Friday to check on their property. Meanwhile, communities across Maui are starting to sift through the rubble of their communities following the devastating wildfires. ABC's Becky Worley has more from Maui. I look around at the hundreds, if not thousands, of acres burned. In places, it's unrecognizable, scorched, smoking. People bringing food for all of the emergency responders and the folks working on homes. On Kulalani Street, where six homes burned to their foundations, I see this dad sifting through the rubble, looking for the wedding rings that he and his wife had in a jewelry box. You found it? Both? Oh, can we see? At least one. We're still looking for the other one. And I'm reminded of this community's resilience. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin says he's been thinking seriously about leaving the Democratic Party and becoming an independent. The West Virginia senator made the comments today on Metro News Talk Line. Manchin says he's been, quote, thinking about that for quite some time, but he hasn't made any decision on his political direction. He says he wants to make sure his voice is a truly an independent voice. Manchin has raised his national profile as a swing vote on major spending packages in the divided U.S. Senate. Manchin has not officially announced whether he'll run for re-election, but two Republicans, Governor Jim Justice and Representative Alex Mooney, have already announced their candidacies for his Senate seat. The investigation into Hunter Biden is intensifying after Attorney General Merrick Garland's decision to elevate the U.S. attorney investigating the president's son to special counsel status. Now those prosecutors also say negotiations with the younger Biden's legal team have fallen through. Here's ABC's Jay O'Brien. In court filings, the newly named special counsel David Weiss says negotiations with Hunter Biden's legal team are now, quote, at an impasse. Prosecutors writing that it's, quote, no longer the case that the parties intend to move towards a guilty plea after a plea deal publicly fell apart last month. This not long after Weiss, who's been investigating Hunter Biden as the U.S. attorney in Delaware, was elevated to special counsel by Attorney General Merrick Garland. I am Garland. confident that Mr. Weiss will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner. Jay O'Brien. ABC News, Washington. Meanwhile, the White House is staying quiet following Attorney General Merrick Garland's announcement that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss has been elevated to special counsel status. More from ABC's Mary Bruce. What is interesting here, while the White House has always stressed that this investigation has been independent, and certainly the appointment of a special counsel does seem, you know, intended to try and rebut that criticism that this has somehow been politicized. The concern here, I think, for the White House is likely that, that this will actually have the opposite effect, that in fact this will just be more fodder for Republicans as they will try and argue, you know, why? Why the need for a special counsel? Authorities are on standby to evacuate more people in southeastern Norway, where huge amounts of water littered with broken trees, debris, and trash are thundering down the usually serene rivers after days of torrential rain. The level of water in swollen rivers and lakes continued to grow today despite two days of dry but overcast weather, flooding abandoned houses, coating cars in mud, and swamping camping sites. In one of the most affected areas where a river running through a town had gone over its banks, authorities were thinking about moving more people downstream out of fear of landslides. Norway's prime minister and king were planning to visit affected areas. And the federal judge presiding over the January 6th case is urging former President Donald Trump to watch his words. More if maybe see Stephen Portnoy in Washington, D.C. Over the course of a hearing that began exactly on time and lasted an hour and 45 minutes, Judge Tanya Chutkin said prosecutors went too far in insisting that Donald Trump be constrained from talking about any evidence in the case. But she ruled that grand jury witness testimony would be off limits for public consumption. And through the former president's attorneys, Chutkin warned Trump that she won't abide a carnival atmosphere around the trial, that if Trump says or does things that violate the orderly administration of justice, he might run afoul of his conditions of release. 
Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, at U.S. District Court in Washington. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.